Stacy Wikes, and I am a volunteer here at Moran Park, um, which is fun to say still. <laughs> um, I was on staff here for 10 years and um, transitioned to volunteer in June. And since about, gosh, I should know this, um, I think in f ooh, March, we started doing these rotating Sundays. Maybe it was April. Anyway, a while ago. Um, we have four Sundays, essentially, that rotate. And they are uh, teaching, connection, worship, testimony, celebration Sunday, and then prayer. And so this week is prayer. And in those, the purpose of those is that we equip and that we teach and that we encourage and spur one another on as a body. And so each of those weekends has a team that kind of forms what that Sunday looks like. And so I didn't tell them I was going to do this, but if you're on this weekend's team, will you stand up? I just want people to get an idea of how many people are kind of inputting. Valerie, come on. <laughs> so so this is most of our team. They're not all here today, but this is the people. Who are we missing? Are we missing somebody else? Oh, Victoria. Oh, there she is. Okay. Um, so this is the people that we met for the last two Sundays. We meet right after the service. And you guys can sit if you want. I won't make you keep sitting. Um, we met after the second Sunday and the third Sunday. And we just get together and we pray. We start by praying. And asking the Lord, hey, what do you have for Moran for prayer this month? And so in the past months, it's looked different every time. So one Sunday was very equipping heavy. One Sunday was um, more of a testimony. We've done Lectio Divina. We've done just different things. So however the Lord leads us each month. So this month when we gather together, the Lord... Um, uh, like very quickly kind of led us into a time of repentance and just feeling like that was where we needed to head for the body too. So for the first Sunday, we, you guys, it's so funny. They're like little mini church services. Don't, don't you, I feel like, I feel like we have like church and then we have like another church. Um, they're super fun. But anyway, we just flipped through scripture and the Lord just gave us scripture after scripture. So we were just kind of bouncing all over the place. And um, we really felt like repentance was it. So then we came back last week and um, prayed about it again. And we felt like, hold on, there's something before repentance. We need to um, pray for soft hearts. We need to be ready to repent. We need to align ourselves um, with the word in order to know what we're repenting of. We need to walk in the light to know um, what is dark. So we just felt like this Sunday would be more of a focus on a softening of the hearts, that we would have pierceable hearts, that we would want to repent, right? So um, that is where we are going to be today. And before I hand it over to Victoria, I'm just going to back up a smidge and tell you I forgot something about the team. So each team also has an elder or two over it. We have two because we're special. <laughs> Um, but each team has an elder that helps lead and oversee that team. So we're not just like willy-nilly picking what we want. Um, we do have somebody that is kind of checking in on us. So each team has that. And then each team also has a point person that those point people then gather as a team twice a month also. So there's just a lot of um, kind of comparing notes and what's working well for you guys, where are you at, where's the Lord leading you. Um, so even though they are four individual Sundays, we are comparing notes quite a bit. So 
And the other thing I kind of wanted to note in that is if you're if one of those teams sounds interesting to you or you think like, hey, I think I have gifting in that area, I want to encourage you to pray on that and see if you are supposed to be part of one of those teams. Um, there's definitely openings. We just had somebody join. Aaron just joined our team this month. And so it's not like these teams are set in stone and Nobody else can get in, and it's a secret society. It's not. So you're welcome to um, pray into that and ask the Lord if maybe you're supposed to be a part of one of those teams if you aren't already. Um, and then the other thing is that there are w- lots of ways to plug in even if you don't want to be on a team. There's children's ministry still. There's the sound and the slide people who bless their hearts do it like every week. Um, there is worship team. There is, what am I missing? Greeting. Um, Just really basic things. So if you're feeling like, hey, I'm not really sure how to meet people, volunteering and plugging into a team is a great way to do that just on a really easy, basic level. So um, of course, we want you in spiritual family. We, We would love to talk to you about house church or different ways that can look for you. But if that's overwhelming yet, volunteering is a super easy way to just step in. Okay, so that's my spiel. Um, and if you want, have questions, here's my emails I'm just going to throw out there. Um, Valerie <laughs> at Moran Park or the elders. They would love to talk to you. There's this elders at moranpark.org. You're welcome. Okay, so Victoria, come on up. So that was my intro spiel. Victoria's going to get us back on the rails and talk to us. Oh, okay. Um, about softening of hearts. Do you need a stand? stage is my stand. The stage is my stand. Amazing. Um, all right. I'll just pray and then we can dive in. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your heart for these people. And I pray, Father, that it would go forth through words that are true and noble and right. None that we would be deceptive or perverse, God, that we would have um, clarity, Lord, of your heart and your truth, that we would receive it, that we would be perceptive, God, um, to hear what you're saying to your bride. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, all right, so as Stacy said, we are diving into today God's heart for, like preparing our heart for repentance. And so to do that, when I and we were praying over, like, Lord, lead us into repentance with a pure heart that is repenting in how you want us to engage that, what the Lord reminded me of was we love God because he, only, he first loved us. And so in that, repentance, if it's going to be a true, pure-hearted repentance to the Lord, has to be done in love of the Lord, right? And so if that's going to be the case, what has to come first is that then we first know he loves us. So that's what we're going to dive into a little bit today. So um, the difference between, I think the two options of repentance can be, we repent because we know the Lord loves us so much and it's an act of love back to him. Or the other option truly is that it would be we feel condemnation and shame in the Lord's presence and we're repenting to try and earn his favor in our flesh. And so in order to kind of just give you even like a mental visual of what that looks like, we had felt in the prayer team to um, have me share a dream that I had had, like a prophetic dream from the Lord two years ago when I was in a season of really interceding from Ram Park and what God had. And I shared this dream a couple months ago when I taught here and we just felt it's, you know, the Lord wants us to share it again. And so I'm going to do that and then we can kind of parse through it. 
So in this dream, there was this man, like very dark, and he had this treasure that he was clinging on to and holding just for himself. And he was like over in Moran Park, and you know, we were all worshiping here. And there were people that were worshiping the Lord, like we were all worshiping the Lord, but people that were very controlled in it by this man. And they were kind of the, like minions of this man, and they didn't know it. So they were just going about doing that. And, and then there were those of us that were free in this dream, and the light, worshiping in spirit and in truth, just completely free before the Lord. And we saw this man, and we saw that there were people like being controlled by him, and our hearts broke for that. And so we went to this man and we stole the treasure from this man. We gave it to a woman and the woman set everybody free to worship the Lord. And I know, especially if you're new to like prophecy or prophetic words or dreams, it can be a little bit like symbolic. But what I felt the Lord really put on my heart with that is the man in that dream that is dark, controlling, keeping people in this you know, religion is, is, it's a spirit of religion, of legalism, of dead works that is keeping people in shame. And so as the Lord really had me pray through the dark, the darkness of that, it felt, it felt shame, condemnation, legalism, those words, you know, doing things for the sake of earning and checking boxes, not out of this, I know the Lord's love for me and he has set me free and I'm just like blessing him because he first loved me, you know? And so with that dream, there is, that can be true of repentance. And so that's kind of what we're diving into today. Um, And so if you guys want to even just, I don't know, take half a second, a couple breaths to think about even in that dream where you would, when you think of the term repentance, when you even think of your like secret place with the Lord in your life, where you would resonate with, like is repentance coming from Oh, yeah. Thank you, Stacey. Okay. Thank you. This is why we have a team. (laughs) Um, Okay. Sorry. I just, yes, this dream. I know it's well. So the woman in the dream, so the, yes, the man that was controlling, and we went to him to take this treasure. That is so important. Thank you. See, guys, weakness. It's true. Okay. So um, the treasure in the dream is God's glory, right? Like it's his presence. It's what he gives us. That's a treasure. And we went and took this. The woman in scripture kind of refers to like personal experience, like the Holy Spirit coming and ministering to us, right? We're like born again through the Spirit. So kind of this like motherly um, woman that wants to have person, like show us personally God's presence and God's glory. Um, And so, yeah, that would be the woman. And just Like, she, personal experience of God's love sets us free to worship him. Like, we personally need to know how much he loves us if we're going to worship him in spirit and in truth out of, like, the response of he first loves us. So, yeah. So then just, yeah, take a couple minutes. It's, like, literally going to be 30 seconds just to think about in your own life. Let the Lord show you where are you at? What is your motive for repenting? Are you in this place of, man, I'm feeling, you know, dark and kind of in shame and I'm trying to earn favor with God through repentance? Or am I really in freedom, in just complete worship, in his light and in his love, repenting because I know he loves me so much? So just take a brief moment.
So I wrote down a couple points of even just maybe that are helpful of like, what does it actually look like to repent out of the motive of shame or the motive of his love? And so what I wrote was motivated by his love and our love for him would look like that repentance would be about intimacy. Like your heart would just be really crying out for intimacy and knowing that God wants intimacy with you. And the focus would be on him. The focus would be on the Lord and on his gospel, that he died for us and he rose again and we would be boasting in him and his blood. First is being motivated by shame and a dead work would look more so like I said, earning God's favor, which would be done in our own strength, kind of feels like a weight on your shoulders. And it would be focused on ourselves, honestly, because when we're motivated by shame and a dead work, it's in our flesh that is probably doing it more so that we can like, get rid of the feeling of guilt and hopefully, you know, be on solid ground with the Lord. But um, that's opposed to knowing that we already are on solid ground and we're doing it in his love. Um, so if that helps. Um, and then, let's see. The last thing that I wanted to share was um, just the truth of who God is because if we're going to repent out of knowing his love for us, like he just wants us to know his love for us in the context of repentance. And so with that, I'm going to read a scripture that we are going to dive into a bit more, just Lectio Divina style in a minute. But um, I'm going to read it here first, give a little, I don't know, just sense of what the Lord is saying, and then we'll dive in. So we are reading 2 Corinthians 6, oops, verses 16 through then chapter 7, verse 1. So it reads, And what agreement does the temple of God have with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will dwell and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch any unclean thing, and I will welcome you. And I will be a father to you, and you will be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. So then, dear friends, since we have these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from every impurity of the flesh and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. So I love this because it shows, when I was asking the Lord, like, what does this say about repentance? Why do we repent? In verse 17, there's the therefore right? Um, so, yes, the therefore um, come out from among them and be separate, that to me seems to be repentance, right? Come out, be separate, be holy, right? And repentance is just like confessing sin and going into holiness. So the therefore is why? What's the verse before that? Because he will dwell with us. He will walk among us. He wants to be with us. Like, that's the Lord's heart, and that's why we repent, because he wants to be with us, and then in verse 7, 1, it says, since we have these promises, we cleanse ourselves, right? And so the promises, what are the promises that he says? Right before that, in verse 18, it says, I will be a father to you, and you will be sons and daughters to me. So is that our heart in repentance? Like, we know that he is our father, and that he, we, he is our father, we are his children, and that's the heart we're repenting from, is, Lord, you are jealous for us. And this is a verse from, there's uh, Song of Songs 8, 6, 
partway down in that verse, it says that God's love is as strong as death and his jealousy is as unrelenting as Sheol. If we just take a moment to think of God's jealousy, there's tons of scriptures throughout the word on his jealousy. He is jealous for us. And that jealousy is as unrelenting as Sheol, Sheol just being hell, right? And we know that like, we have eternal life through believing in Jesus. And if we don't believe in Jesus, like, it doesn't matter any good work, right? Hell is unrelenting. Whether you're famous in this life or you're not, you're kind or you're not, you're pretty or you're not, like, like hell is going to destroy you, right? That is Jesus' unrelenting jealousy that when you are his bride, you're part of his bride, you're his son, you're his daughter, it doesn't matter anything. He is coming after you. He's going to destroy any idol in your heart because he doesn't want separation from you. He wants intimacy with you. Okay, so that is his jealous heart that is coming after you, and our call is just to say, Lord, I surrender. All I want is that my heart would be completely, wholeheartedly, 100% devoted to you because that's what you want. Okay, so that is his unrelenting jealousy, and it is um, with that that I'm going to pray, and then Dennis is going to come up, and we are going to go into Lectio Divina on the Second Corinthians 6 scriptures. Mm. God, I just thank you so much for your jealousy and for your heart for your people. Yes, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you highlight your word to us? That we would know how much you love us and how much you're after us and that our hearts would be pure. To give you repentance in a way that pleases you, that isn't about us, that isn't in our own flesh, that isn't focused on ourselves. We cleanse ourselves for you, for the sake of your glory and your presence coming into our hearts in greater measure. And so we say thank you, Lord, and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm. Um, I felt prompted to read one more scripture, if that's okay. Um, this scripture really broke down a lie in my heart um, that I think is really important. So God is worthy of our repentance, but I think sometimes we get stuck in like wondering, does he really love me? And is this, I don't like, is this completely just about him or is this good for me too? And sometimes if we talk about it's good for me too, it maybe even feels like wrong because we're focusing on ourselves. But this scripture the Lord used, it's in 1 Samuel 12 verses 20 to 22. Um, it says, Samuel replied, don't be afraid. Even though you have committed all this evil, don't turn away from following the Lord. Instead, worship the Lord with all your heart. Don't turn away to follow worthless things that can't profit or rescue you. They're worthless. The Lord will not abandon his people because of his great name and because he has determined to make you his own people. And the Lord just met me, and don't turn away to follow worthless things that can't profit or rescue you. I was like, Lord, I don't want to turn away to worthless things because you're worthy. And he said, yeah, Victoria, I'm worthy, but I also want to be your good. And so the fact that he wants us to not go after things that can't profit or rescue, he wants to profit and rescue us, which is so kind of him. And has just really humbled me, so yes. All right, so like Victoria said, we're going to read the um, passage, uh, 2 Corinthians 6, verses 16 through 7, verse 1. 
I'm going to read it four times, and uh, there's going to be a different focus for each time that, we, that I read it. And we'll allow some space for meditation or whatever. The first time that I read it, I just want you to listen. All right, so here we go. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. All right, so the second time that I read this, uh, I want you to think about a phrase or a word as I read that stands out to you. Okay? Here we go. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. All right, so the, th the third time here, we're going to, that word or the phrase that you, that stuck out, struck, stuck out in your mind, uh, we'd like you to pray about that. Pray to the Lord about that word or phrase. Um, all right. Here we go. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God.
All right, so this last time, uh, we're going we're gonna to read it again, and then we'll ask, what does the Lord want us to do with that phrase or what we prayed back to the Lord about that phrase or the word that stuck out? What, does he, what do you want us to do with this, Lord? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God.